today on the Tearsheet Podcast. It, it has to be an organization that is connected at every level in order to be able to deliver. If, if one of these um, aspects uh, or components uh, is, is slightly out of line, then, you know, uh, as, as they say, you, you're, you're only as strong as your weakest link, right? So we need to make sure that we are connected throughout from the moment that you start an initial conversation with City right until you're, uh, you've got delivery of your, your, your products, your accounts, your solutions, and what have you. Welcome to the Tearsheet Podcast. I'm Tearsheet founder and editor-in-chief, Zach Miller. We're in a transitional period when it comes to how banks and fintechs partner. If 2022 was the year of launching partnerships between FIs and tech firms, this year is more about fine-tuning them. Partner banks are also seeing more scrutiny, as more institutions have chosen this route of serving fintechs. At Money 2020 this year, I sat with Shafiq Haddad, City's global head of fintech within the firm's transaction bank. When he told me that one of the largest international banks was really trying to align and position itself as a global partner bank to top fintechs, I told Shafiq he had to join us on the podcast to talk about what all that means. Shafiq shares the mandate of his new role within the firm and why non-bank partnerships have been the fastest growing segment for them over the past few years. We discuss what Citi offers fintechs and the challenges and opportunities in providing these firms with global transaction and trade capabilities. The following is my conversation with Shafiq Haddad. Isaac, uh, so my name is uh, Shafiq Haddad. Uh, I work at City, and uh, I was recently appointed as the global head of fintech um, within our transaction bank at City, what we call tre uh, Treasury and Trade Solutions, or TTS. So what's the mandate in that role? Great question. So we have um, a... Um, financial institutions business at City that is uh, effectively a team that looks after uh, both banks and non-banks. And uh, for the past six years, I was responsible for the EMEA region, Europe, Middle East, and Africa. Um, and uh, on the non-bank uh, side, it's uh, essentially insurance companies, asset managers, and uh, fintech entities. Now, the fastest growing segment, and has, has been the case for the last sort of four or five years, if, if not longer, has, has been our fintech business. It's, it's effectively growing about 25 to 30% year on year. Now, you could argue uh, we started we're from a low base. You know, there are more and more fintechs entering um, the, the, the space in which they operate. So it's presenting us with opportunities to help them grow and develop into uh, the businesses that they foresee for themselves. And um, so with that, um, I saw an opportunity um, to uh, really develop what I had done uh, within the EMEA region on a global scale. And so I'm effectively going to be moving into that vertical of looking exclusively after FinTech and, uh, you know, one of the great things that I've uh, enjoyed, what, what I've enjoyed doing working with fintechs is just helping them, uh, as I mentioned, um, achieve their ambitions. Uh, but, but in many cases, these, these are global ambitions. And, and this is where, you know, City is a great partner bank. Um, 
you know us well, Zach, we're present in over 90 countries. That allows us to offer our clients domestic accounts so they can do, do business locally. Um, with the network that we have, we also have uh, cross-border capabilities. We're able to help clients make payments in over 146, 145, 146 currencies. So there is um, a lot of value in uh, doing business uh, with, with City. I, I, I like to uh, think of, uh, of, of us as a one-stop shop for our clients, right? Rather than establish uh, multiple partnerships um, in order to achieve your global ambitions, you've got one bank that has that global connectivity through which you can uh, you know, leverage products and services to, uh, to, to grow your business. So, so that's a broad vision, and I want to I want to dive deeper into that. Um, first, I, I guess I have a contextual question. So, what what products and services does TTS offer fintechs? Again, a, a great question. So, um, the the two T's, um, you know, are, are are trade and treasury. I'll focus initially on on the treasury part. So, that's effectively um, payments and receivables. What we're able to do is help fintechs make their payments globally. Um, as I mentioned, either through uh, domestic accounts. So if you're looking to do business in Thailand, um, we have offices in Bangkok. We're able to open accounts for you in Thai Baht and allow you to make payments into that economy. Um, equally, if you're looking to collect, if you play at a, in a marketplace um, and, and you're looking to help your customers receive funds, um, we're able to um, connect you through what we call either payer IDs or virtual IBANs um, or effectively virtual accounts, which would allow both receivables and payments. Now, when we talk about treasury, we, we can't just talk about it from one lens being payments and receivables because there's a, a cash management angle. So it's an opportunity to also leverage our um, capabilities in the liquidity management space will offer you the opportunity to uh, leave your um, liquidity with us uh, if you have liquidity that you're holding for your own clients or whether it's for your own liquidity we, we have the ability to provide you with numerous um, vehicles or um, or structures that would allow you to uh, to get a good return on, on your on your uh, on, on your liability or your your assets in that case are liabilities in the, in the other on the other side of it. Yes. So so um, I, I guess and this may be a, a simple question, but I, I feel like I need to ask it. So so you're not just banking enterprises uh, these fintech companies. You're banking the clients of these enterprises, which may be Bs or Cs, right? So um, it and and is that a relatively new um, business for City? Um, when, when you think about uh, banking the, the client's uh, 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 customer, um, th that, that isn't necessarily something new. Because if you, if you think about the, the, the correspondent banking model, right, where City has for many, many years been a key correspondent bank to many banks around the world, particularly when it comes to dollar clearing, you're effectively providing services to the end customer, 
mm. right? Who who is looking to make payments in in dollars or or other currencies for that matter? Um, so effectively, you're taking that model and you're creating a similar structure uh, for fintechs, and where you're saying, look. Wherever you're looking to do business, whoever your customers are, we will provide you with the banking services that you need, what we're effectively calling banking as a service. So, you know, effectively non-bank businesses integrating banking services um, into their own products effectively, right? So whether it is... um, uh, a, a payment solution or a card solution. So another offering that we have within our transaction bank is commercial cards, right? So if you're looking to extend uh, a card program to your to your customers, we can be your uh, partner bank there. Um, and and Zach, I, I talked a little bit about uh, what we can do in terms of payouts, pay-ins, and managing the liquidity that that's in between. Um, what I want to talk to you a little bit about as well is when we talk about trade, how that is relevant to fintech, right? So trade by nature, one would assume it's, you know, import export, it's it's your letters of credit, it's your mm-hmm. guarantees. And right. Absolutely. Supply, supply chain. Absolutely. Spot on. Now, increasingly, we're seeing an opportunity to leverage what we do in trade to support our fintech clients. How? Well, we're doing it by really financing receivables. So extending working capital. Um, as companies uh, and fintechs specifically uh, look to settle with their customers uh, quickly, we have line of sight uh, on those receivables. So rather than wait until those hit the account before our fintech clients settle with their customers, we're able to basically say, right, well, we, we know this is coming. We can package it. We can offer a, a, a working a working capital solution here, thereby helping our fintechs settle quickly with their merchants. Got it. Interesting. Um, Shavi, I don't know if there's something here, but is, is it informative, the fact that um, you've been chosen to as a European or somebody who's been in charge of EMEA uh, to, to lead this effort? Is, that, is, is there a connection there? Um, well, I, I suppose- mean, I assume you were the right person for the job. I'm just wondering if there's, if, well, maybe let me ask this different way. What does somebody who headed up EMEA bring to this role, which is a global in, 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 its, in, its, in its nature? Um, Look, uh, I suppose um, when when you uh, look after a region like EMEA, uh, you could argue it's a it's a microcosm of the globe. Um, we cover both uh, developed markets and uh, and and emerging markets, um, and pretty much anything newsworthy that happens uh, happens in EMEA. I mean, right now we're dealing with the geopolitical event of a generation. Um, so we, you know, EMEA sort of gives you that rounding, if, if you will, um, and is a good platform to go into a global role. Um, having said that, um, we've had um, a lot of success, and this isn't in, in any way to suggest that we haven't had success elsewhere, but in, in Europe, Western Europe specifically, and I'm referencing markets like, you know, the UK, Germany, Switzerland, mm-hmm. France, um, there has been a lot of activity 
in the fintech space. A lot of fintechs were born in these markets. A lot of cryptocurrency exchanges um, were born in, in that part of the world. So by that virtue, um, I, you know, the experience is there. And what we're looking to do is really replicate the success that we've had in EMEA um, in other parts of the world. And again, I, I'm not suggesting for a moment that we, we haven't been successful in, in other geographies, but we've had a, a, a longer or, or we've had a bit more of a, a head start in Europe, mm -hmm. if you will. Uh, and, and now we're seeing the emergence of, of fintechs literally all over the world, right? So um, I suppose it was a natural next step for me, having run EMEA across multiple FI segments mm -hmm. to then go and take that fintech vertical globally. Globally. So so thank you. I appreciate that. And that was clear to me, the, uh, the way you explained that. Um, I want to. I do want to get into what it what it means for City to be able internally um, to to be able to service at this level. But first, um, you're talking about an offering um, that's global in nature and very deep, and obviously City's very resource. So, in terms when you're looking at a fintech client, are you, are you? I guess what's your target client? I guess to serve. Are you, are you talking about just like the top you know venture backed firms that have global ambitions or? Where where do you gonna where do you gonna end and you know where do you draw the line in terms of the spectrum? Uh, that that's that's an excellent question, um, and I don't know that I'll be able to answer it um, in in a, in a way that that will give you a definitive answer. The reason being that is is that look there there are some fintechs out there that have um, been around for a number of years. They have become unicorns in their own rights and you've got everybody running after them, right? They're the names that you really want to be putting up on your uh, presentations and, and talking about. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, now, now, now those, those, it goes without saying, um, many of those are clients of ours and, and, and um, we'll continue to look for um, other similar names to bring into our, uh, you know, family of, of names that we look after. Um, nonetheless, nonetheless, um, we, we don't just want to play in that space of, of the unicorns and the already established names. We, we really want to work with fintechs that, that are starting on their journey, but have large ambitions um, in, in terms of what they want to achieve globally. Um, and it doesn't have to be global in that, you know, uh, you need to dominate the world, but you know, you're, you, you want to really sort of build a business, I guess maybe initially in your domestic market, but then look, look to take that product, uh, you know, to, to other markets as well. Um, now, listening to the vision uh, that uh, the management team has is key and crucial. Uh, if we're convinced that there's a story there, um, there's experience behind that story, there is capital to support the growth, then you know we're we're happy, uh, Zach, to basically take a punt, as they say, on that game in anticipation of a growth story, and then to look back, sort of you know three or five years from now, and say we were with them on day one. We helped put the key through the door, um, and 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 look at where we are today. Um, we're, we also have a, a commercial bank within City, so. 
um, that tends to be usually an entry point into city for small to mid-sized fintechs that really just want to evolve but at their own speed mm-hmm. and, and may not evolve beyond a certain um, you know size, if you will. But that's that's where they would be looked after. Um, for those that are looking to grow and have ambitions to become unicorns, then they would come into what we call our institutional client group. Um, and and we would we would basically um, help them sort of supercharge their ambitions and uh, and and you know leverage both our network and our capabilities. That makes a lot of sense. Um, and Shafiq, you and I had the opportunity to sit together in Las Vegas at Money Twenty Twenty this year in October. And one of the questions I asked you there was, um, it's a very it's a very broad vision. Um, it's unique, I think, in in its capabilities there's very few other institutions that could offer what what you guys are are offering what what internal alignment has 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 undergone has city undergone i guess to be able to um step up to be able to fulfill this 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 vision if any no absolutely and and you're 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 spot on right um we may have developed the products and and, and solutions within the transaction banking uh, uh, business, but uh, you know you need that connectivity across the organization. Basically, you want to make sure that your service organization is there and geared to support um, you know your 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 clients. You need to make sure that you have an onboarding um, organization that can deliver when it comes to accounts and and other types of um, solutions that 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 clients are looking for. An implementation team that can quickly uh, implement and roll out the solution. So th- there are a number of um, partnerships that need to come together, and and we also, you know, we talked about, um, you know, the, uh, the 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 working capital side of that. So again, you know, underwriting the credit to support, you know, lines that we extend, um, and let's not forget the. The, the initial starting point, which is typically KYC um, and the due diligence process that goes with that. So, you know, it, it has to be an organization that is connected at every level in order to be able to deliver. You know, if, if one of these um, aspects uh, or components uh, is, is slightly out of line, then you know, uh, as as they say, you, you're you're only as strong as your weakest link, right? So right. we need to make sure that we are connected throughout, from the moment that you start an initial conversation with City, right until you're uh, you've got delivery of your 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 products, your accounts, your solutions, and what have you. And I guess there's a a, a very complex and interesting matrix uh, between what services you provide in country versus what City provides, sort of from a centralized um, methodology, I guess. Absolutely, absolutely. So, so in, in country, um, the, you're, you're typically benefiting from our domestic capabilities, what, what we can support. Um, and it may not necessarily be the same from market to market, much depends on the regulatory environment and what we are allowed to roll out versus what requires a little bit more um, you know, preparation. 
And whereas uh, leveraging, for example, our um, cross-border, cross-currency platform, that, that typically tends to be centralized, what we call WorldLink, which is our engine. Um, and, and, and the great thing about WorldLink is, is that uh, it, it has so many ways that you can connect into it. It has so many ways that you can make payments out of it. It's, it's all about API integration for us at the moment getting you know, live rates uh, for the trades or the FX that you, you, you're looking to do through City, uh, but the capability on the other side to, to pay into um, you know, local ACH uh, so that the, the, the payment goes into the local clearing scheme or pay into um, instant payment schemes where they're available or, or maybe even into cards and, and electronic wallets, right? So mm-hmm. it's, it's a phenomenal offering that we have but to your point, that is available in one location because it doesn't really need to be available across right. the, 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 the globe. You're effectively centralizing your payments. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let me rephrase that. You're not centralizing your payments. You're, you're sending your payments to a centralized unit, and that unit will then make the payments out to the respective uh, destination based on the currency. Kind of like hub and spoke. Um, Absolutely. So, so- – Maybe we can shift gears and, and, and I'd love to hear a little bit about what you're hearing from clients now. It's an interesting time in history. Obviously, there's, there's an economic, macroeconomic contraction. I don't think, I don't think that the fintechs that have global ambitions have, have ended the global ambitions. They may, but they may be slower in rolling those out. Um, I, I, I'm curious to hear what you're hearing from clients, what they need in this, in this market. The, the common theme I would say, Zach, is is really around efficiency, right? It's really around uh, being able to deliver in a timely manner. Um, Fintechs that we talk to um, expect us to onboard them almost as quickly as they onboard their own customers, right? It it takes a little bit of a, a discussion to clarify that we are heavily regulated and we have to go through certain steps before we can we can deliver but but they have us on our toes effectively they've got they've, they've challenged us and they're telling us look this is how sure. we operate and we need you guys to to basically find a way to reduce your turnaround time so so that's what we're hearing effectively um, I would say yes we are living through some challenging times. Um, you know, there, there's an economic downturn. We're living in an int- in a high interest rate in, environment where uh, governments trying to c- c- uh, uh, curtail inflation. Um, as I mentioned, there's a geopolitical event that's sort of dominating, um, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the media channels. Uh, yet, yet, despite all of these headwinds, if I can call them headwinds, I don't think we've seen a slowdown in terms of um, ambition, growth, um, and opportunity. So, um, and and this is great because it it really underlines that we are resourcing uh, for the right clients, um, and we are preparing for um, you know uh, uh, an explosion. If I can if I can say that in the in the positive meaning um, in 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 this space, I think we're. We're at the tip of the iceberg right now in terms of where fintechs are um, and, 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 and what's more to come. Um, so this is a very exciting space.
So I, I can speak from the U.S. perspective. It, it, it does look like, obviously, there's in, increasing um, scrutiny of partner banks um, by whatever authorities, you know, are, 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 are charged with that. Um, and, and it does seem that the U.S. wants to continue to encourage the bank fintech partnership model that we have today. Um, and still, there's just a few dozen, you know, banks that are that are involved there. I have to imagine that increased scrutiny would, I guess, would benefit a, a firm like Citi, which is, has made that one of your core competencies, right? No, uh, absolutely. Look, um, you know, the this is a, a relatively young space as we as we established earlier, and there will invariably be teething issues. Um, you know, we've all lived through them. Um, we're a 200 plus year old institution, um, you know, here at City. Um, and, uh, you know, if, 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 if anyone was to tell you, um, you know, we, we, we're not learning and we're not developing, that, that wouldn't be true. We're learning all the time. And the regulatory environment around us changing is changing constantly. So you've, you've always got to make sure you're, um, you're, you're on top of uh, the, the, the developments around you. And so the same goes for many of our clients. Um, but it, what I think, uh, what I think is, is, is great is, is that um, they are evolving. Um, and they are uh, becoming more aware of um, what the ecosystem looks like and, and, and how to navigate it. Um, so in, in some ways, um, we are also here for them, um, not only as a service provider, not only as a network, but also as a trusted advisor in terms of guiding them through what we think is realistic versus what is perhaps something worth thinking about um, over a longer period of time. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I want to go back to, you used a couple interesting words, which I know you used also when we were in Vegas, like banking as a service and, and partner bank and, and you know, aligning my thinking of, of City as a global institution around those terms is, is quite interesting to me. Um, I'm kind of curious about the technology components that you're using. This so you mentioned WorldLink, which is which is cross-border payment. Is there is there a technology layer layer through which the, these um, these fintechs will connect to the trade and transactions uh, part of the bank, um, or are I guess how much of that is in-house? Do you use third-party providers? Like, wh- how do you think about I guess that technology layer through which fintechs connect with City? I would say. Um that for the most part, um, we develop the technology in-house. Um, mm-hmm. Now, uh, we, we also accept that there's technology out there um, that for us to replicate would cost X number of dollars and, um, and so much time. Um, and, and, and that's where you sort of leverage that third-party capability. Um, so technology is a m- major component here because you're effectively talking about um, connectivity and you're talking about uh, instant um, access. You're talking about API. All, all of that requires a level of sophistication within your systems and platforms. So we're constantly evolving and upgrading. But it, it, it's, it sometimes feels like 
the, 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 the day you buy uh, a, a laptop, the minute you walk out. Already the store, it's already yeah. Absolutely. It's a marathon Absolutely. that you have to sprint, right? Yeah. Uh, indeed. Indeed. I, I couldn't have said it better, Zach. I, I, so, so we're, we're constantly trying to look, you know, two years or three years ahead in terms of where we need to be and working towards that. Um, it, I, I mean, I think what, what we have uh, today um, versus where we were, say, five years ago, it's night and day. Wow. Um, but, but, but I would say that's, there's still a, a long way to go in terms of what we want to achieve, how we want to connect with our clients um, and, and help them on the transformational journeys that they're going through. Have you seen any examples with the clients you've worked with where um, you start banking them, you start working with them as a, as a partner, um, and then their services are used within the, within the city ecosystem? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think it would be remiss of us not to tap into their capabilities and leverage uh, you know, their technology so um, it, it works both ways. They, they often start off as, as clients and mm -hmm. become partners or they start off as partners. And in fact, eventually we find a way to, to help them as well in, in, in their ambitions. Um, so no, absolutely. And, and we do have a, um, a team um, within our business that's constantly looking to develop these partnerships. Um, Fintechs, um, in, in the broader term, um, are basically in, in literally every market um, of the world. Um, in the most remote locations, you'll find that there's a fintech that has a certain capability. Now, we're present in over 90 countries, but um, we have to admit that in certain markets, it makes more sense to leverage the capabilities of a fintech that's mm -hmm. already got a, a tried and tested solution than for us to go through all the regulatory steps and, and, and waiting in line for the approvals to come through. So you're spot on, Zach. Um, you know, this is a, a, a space where it's not only an opportunity for us to plug these fintechs into our capabilities, but for us to plug into theirs as well. Makes a lot of sense. And we're getting to the, near the end of our conversation. We're, we're a couple of days in the U.S. before Thanksgiving, which sort of signifies pretty much the end of the year. I'm curious, yeah. Shafiq, um, what are your big, hairy, audacious goals uh, for 2023? So this year has been, has been an interesting year. Um, it's sort of a first year over since COVID. Um, you know, and uh, it, it was great uh, that we were all able to get together, as you mentioned, in, in Vegas, um, uh, you know, not long ago. Um, but it's also brought about a lot of challenges. Um, you know, we're looking at potentially um, a recession in the U.S. and, and, and in Europe. Um, so these, these are difficult times. Um, and I, I think that we just, as as far as 23 is concerned, many of us will have to continue weathering the storms, right? Um, but we, within the transaction bank, um, you know, feel that there are many opportunities to be had, 
and we continue to invest heavily in, in our technology. So there is no slowdown there. Um, so we look, our, our, our business is the business that makes the world go round. It's, you know, it's payments, it's trade, it's liquidity. Um, and that will continue in an upturn or in a downturn, right? Um, so for me, I think let's not, let's not um, forget about the environment in which we're in. There's no overnight fix, right? Um, rates are still going up, you know, inflation, although you could argue that the latest figures suggest that, you know, maybe it's, it's capping. You never know. You never know, right? So you've got to, be, you've got to brace yourself for uh, more volatility. Um, nonetheless, you know, we, we don't want to sit and say we were, you know, we're writing 23 off. That's not at all uh, what, 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 how we see things. Um, so I think um, as the year rolls on, uh, there will be uh, invariably more and more opportunities for us. And uh, as I mentioned to you right at the beginning of, of our podcast, uh, for us, we still consider this space greenfield. So an opportunity to really bring on or take on more um, fintech relationships and, and, and partner with them uh, on their journey. Um, I, and just, you know, given my perspective where I sit and having done this for a long time, I do see that a lot of the successful companies are the ones that weathered the storm the best. And it's, it, it's not what necessarily happens in the up market. It's, it's what happens now. And um, I wish you the best of luck in this upcoming year. And thanks for joining us on the Tearsheet Podcast. Zach, thank you very much for having me and uh, look forward to speaking to you and seeing you soon. <laughs>